What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actor Brad Pitt and the movie Queen and Slim. But first, let's talk about actor Brad Pitt, who truly is one of my favorite actors of all time. I feel like Pitt is underappreciated and underrated. And the thing I love most about Brad Pitt as an actor is that he easily could have cashed in on movie stardom, but instead he works on challenging films with great directors. Just look at from the 90s on... He worked with David Fincher on Seven and Fight Club, and then with Terry Gilliam on Twelve Monkeys, and he receives his first Oscar nomination for that movie. That movie is one of the best sci-fis of all time. Then you get to the early 2000s, and he works with Guy Ritchie in the movie Snatch, which, by the way, that performance with a Cogni accent is magnificently hilarious. I know you can't understand anything he's saying in that movie, but his performance in Snatch has become so underrated. And then he gives one of the best movie star performances I've ever seen in Steven Soderbergh's Ocean's Eleven. Everyone loves that performance, especially the chemistry between George Clooney and Brad Pitt, which we would see later on when they reteam for a Coen Brothers film, Burn After Reading. That's the type of movie that most movie stars would not participate in. Brad Pitt takes a small supporting role in a Coen Brothers film instead of being the lead of a really bad film. Now, Brad Pitt has been the lead of some bad movies. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, for example, Troy. But that's not most of what his career is made up of. It's about him taking big, juicy roles, no matter how big the part is, in these challenging films with these great directors. And in my estimation, most actors do not operate that way. They will be the lead in some bad movies. But Brad Pitt is willing to take a supporting role in a great movie like Burn After Reed. And even when he does take a lead role, it's always in an interesting film like Andrew Dominic's The Assassination of Jesse James, which in my mind is one of the best westerns of all time. You get all-time great performances from guys like Casey Affleck, Sam Rockwell, and oh, by the way, an all-time great Brad Pitt performance. I mean, nobody talks about this because he's a leading man, but Brad Pitt can kind of be an intimidating presence in films. Like Fight Club, he's kind of scary and you get that same energy in the assassination of Jesse James. Like, I think there is the movie star Brad Pitt, but underneath it all, there's kind of this intimidating figure who can show up in a movie and scare you a little. So the fact that he can be the the lead that we all know, like the lead that we all root for, and also be this, like, scary presence in a movie is fascinating. And lately, Brad Pitt has not been working at the same rate that he was early on in his career. He's become way more selective. But when he is in a movie... It's kind of like an event now where he works with great directors. Like he worked with Quentin Tarantino twice. He's worked with Bennett Miller in Moneyball and James Gray recently in Ad Astra. Like this guy is working with top-notch directors. He's not being in a movie just for the sake of being in a movie. The other thing I absolutely love about Brad Pitt is that he shows up in great movies in like these small roles. Like take 12 Years a Slave, for example. He's barely in that movie, but he plays a small pivotal role. And then in The Big Short, when I saw him in The Big Short, the first time I heard he was in it, I was like, what is Brad Pitt going to do in this movie? And then he shows up, and it's such a fun performance. He can have an impact on a movie no matter how small that role is. I mean, just look back at the early part of his career when he showed up in True Romance for like 20 minutes as like the stoner roommate. He's fantastic in that film. You can't talk about Brad Pitt without mentioning his stellar 2019 where he had arguably two of the best 
best performances of his career, first in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he finally landed his Oscar for Best Supporting Performance in a Movie, playing Cliff Booth. That performance is so great, yet so unexpected. I think the thing that most people don't think about when they think about Brad Pitt is how well he does when acting alongside other movie stars. You can go all the way back to Seven along with Morgan Freeman. You're like, this guy really has insane amount of chemistry with other stars. And then you go to the Oceans trilogy with George Clooney. And even if you look at Fight Club, he has an amazing chemistry with Ed Norton. When there's other movie stars around, Brad Pitt ups his game. Just look at Moneyball with Jonah Hill. When other movie stars are around, when other people are giving great performances, it feels like Brad Pitt feeds off of that and takes his acting to the next level. And that's exactly what happened in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio is going for it. And then you see Brad Pitt take it to that next level and finally bring home the Oscar we all think he so rightfully deserves. And then you have his second performance of 2019, which probably also should have at least been nominated for an Oscar, was in James Gray's Ad Astra. I mean, this is all Brad Pitt. He's in every scene. He also has to do a voiceover type performance. This film is so underrated. I loved every second of it. It's like a space epic, but it's about a subject matter that's so small. It's basically about being a workaholic. I don't think we, the public, should have been as surprised that Brad Pitt had some more great performances in him. This is what his career has been. He goes in surprising directions. You expect him to go one way like most movie stars does, and he does a completely different thing than what you expected. That's what Brad Pitt does. Nobody could have seen these performances coming, but we all should have known there were some great performances left in Brad Pitt. I also think we take Brad Pitt for granted because we obsess over him as a celebrity and we take for granted how great of an actor he is. For me, being an actor is about making the right choices and for me, all Brad Pitt does is make the right choices. 98% of the time, he is in high quality films with great directors. Again, that list of directors is insane. You have David Fincher, you have Terry Gilliam, Guy Ritchie, Steven Soderbergh, Andrew Dominic, the Coen brothers, Quentin Tarantino, Bennett Miller, and James Gray. Filmmakers don't get better than that. I also think Brad Pitt is one of the last great movie stars who doesn't need to play a superhero to become a recognizable household name. He doesn't need a franchise. He is a star in and of himself. Now I have to talk about his best performance. It is, of course, in Moneyball as Billy Bean. When I first heard that this was going to be a movie, I thought it would be so boring. I followed baseball. I was like, what's so interesting about Billy Bean, the GM of the Oakland A's? Like, that's not a guy I want a movie to be made about. And then I saw the movie, I hadn't read the book, and I was blown away by Brad Pitt's performance. Nobody else on this planet could have pulled off that performance and make that guy an interesting figure. He made him like a tragic figure. A guy who was supposed to be an MLB superstar, who had to be a scout slash GM instead. And I don't think any other actor on this planet could have played that role as good as Brad Pitt did. That is 
is Brad Pitt at his most movie star performance ever. It is the best performance of his career. It's ridiculous he didn't bring home the Oscar for that performance. Yes, Jonah Hill is brilliant in that movie. Yes, Philip Seymour Hoffman brings it for the few scenes he's on screen. But that is 100% a Brad Pitt movie. It is the most Brad Pitt movie I think I've ever seen. Because again, he's the reason that movie is interesting. That movie does not work without Brad Pitt. Because he turns this baseball movie into something more than a baseball movie. It's about this guy who failed as a baseball player who's obsessed over something. Again, it's kind of like Ad Astor in the fact that this Billy Bean character is kind of a workaholic. I think Moneyball is the film that Brad Pitt has to carry on his back the most, and I think the film turned out way better than it had any right to be. Again, this was a film that most people enjoyed. You don't even have to be a baseball fan to like this movie. You just have to be a fan of what Brad Pitt is doing, and absolutely, it's phenomenal what he's doing in this movie. Again, I followed baseball. I really wasn't interested in a movie about Billy Bean, and Brad Pitt turned my opinion on that around. And that's what a movie star does. He changes your opinion on a subject matter that you weren't that interested in, and makes you 100% interested in it. That's what Brad Pitt can do. He can pick a project and get me excited over a subject matter that previously I could care less about. In my opinion, Moneyball is the best sports film of the 2010s, and the biggest reason for that is the performance of Brad Pitt. It is absolutely 100% his best performance ever. Like I said, Brad Pitt has worked with a lot of great directors, but there's one collaborator that I think stands above the rest, and that's his work with David Fincher. You have Seven, which is an all-time great thriller. Then you have Fight Club, which, like, again, no other duo could have made that movie. I think Fincher and Pitt is one of the best actor-director collaborations ever. I think they should be in that same category as Scorsese and De Niro or Scorsese and DiCaprio. They're three films together are fantastic. You have Seven, Fight Club, and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. All three of those films could only be made by David Fincher and Brad Pitt. Their collaboration, I think David Fincher is one of the biggest reasons why Brad Pitt has become so fascinated in making challenging films because of that early work in Seven. I think after Seven, Brad Pitt becomes the most interesting actor on the planet, and I think most of that credit should go to David Fincher. That's why I think they are one of the best actor-director collaborations we have ever seen. I want more films from Brad Pitt and David Fincher before Brad Pitt's career is over because nobody gets a great Brad Pitt performance like David Fincher. Seven is such an interesting Brad Pitt performance. I think it's the beginning of his career. Then you get Fight Club and you're like, wow, I couldn't imagine Brad Pitt could pull off a performance like that. He's such an intimidating presence in that film. And then in the curious case of Ben button, you get a fully established Brad Pitt giving a performance you've never seen before. That collaboration, Brad Pitt and David Fincher, definitely check out their films Seven, Fight Club, and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Here's the list of films you need to check out if you fully want to appreciate the career of Brad Pitt, one of the best actors of our time. You have True Romance, Seven, Twelve Monkeys, Fight Club, Snatch, Ocean's Eleven, The Assassination of Jesse James, Burn After Reading, The Curious Case 
Case of Benjamin Button, Inglorious Bastards, The Tree of Life, Moneyball, 12 Years a Slave, Fury, The Big Short, War Machine, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Ad Aster. You won't be disappointed because Brad Pitt is one of the greats. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Queen and Slim starring Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith. Here's a quick synopsis. While on their first date, two African-Americans are pulled over by a cop and when things escalate, they end up shooting him in self-defense and decide their only option is to go on the run. I had been waiting to see this movie since forever when I first heard about it. I'm a big fan of Daniel Kaluuya and for the most part, this film lived up to the hype and one of the biggest reasons why is Daniel Kaluuya. He is chameleon-like. None of his performances or characters are similar and he's worked in so many different kinds of movies and genres. You have Sicario, Get Out, Black Panther, Widows, and now Queen and Slim. I mean, there's absolutely no guessing to where this guy is going to go next. I mean, ever since Get Out, he's become a household name. He's really good in Sicario, alongside Emily Blunt also. And then you have Widows, where he gives this, like, villain-like performance. He's insanely good in that film. He is one of the best actors working today. And his next film, Judas and the Black Messiah, looks amazing. It also stars Lakeith Stanfield and Jesse Plemons. I mean, the trailer for that. Check that out if you have not. That movie is going to be a must-see. He's already been in a big franchise, Blockbuster and Black Panther. Get Out was a surprise hit. If Daniel Kaluuya is in a film, it is a must-see movie at this point. This film also has a great breakout performance from Jodie Turner-Smith. She's fantastic as the co-lead of this movie. Her energy is so good alongside Kalua. They have outstanding chemistry. Queen and Slim is a solid directorial debut from Melina Matsukis, and it's from a great script from Lena Waithe, who you might know as an actor from movies like Ready Player One. She was also fantastic as a supporting actor in Masters of None. She has two shows, The Shy and Twenties, and she wrote a fantastic script that ended up being Queen and Slim. I mean, this this film is truly a thriller. It's a crime movie, the likes of which I don't think you've seen before. It feels 100% original. I mean, the movie now feels more timely than ever. It's dealing with a hot-button social issue that's more prevalent than we've ever seen. Police brutality when it comes to African Americans. And oh, by the way, it's able to deal with this issue while also having fully-fledged, well-thought-out characters. That's the key to this movie. Some of these movies that deal with these touchy subjects and social matters get sucked into that and they don't develop their characters that's where queen and slim rises to the occasion queen and slim are fully fledged out characters that you are 100% rooting for it's hard to make a movie about complex issues while also making you care about the characters as human beings you care about them as people you care about the fact that queen is a lawyer you care about the fact that the two of them have separate ideas of what family life is like and the reasons why is because Queen has been without her family forever and Slim is a family person. Like, they have their reasons. They are fully well thought out characters. They have a reason to exist outside of the fact that they are in this complex social matter. And a movie like this only works if the two leads have an insane amount of chemistry and that's exactly what Kalua and Jodie Turner-Smith have. They have great chemistry. 
country. You want to spend time with these characters. You care about these characters. You care about their backstory. You care about where they've been, where they're going. You are fully invested in them as human beings and as a couple. They are believable as a couple. You care about the love story within this weird crime story also. You care about them as a couple. You're rooting for them at the end. Another thing about this movie that's really important is that it's entertaining. You're not just being told something. They're not preaching to you. They're making something that's worth watching also. It's entertaining. It has great performances. It's stylized. There's great fast pace. There's a great sense of humor. And they also talk about complex issues within the conversations. It's almost like the movie is about the conversations between the two of them more so than the fact that they're trying to get away from the cops. It's about the relationship and just so happens it's wild around them. There's a fantastic quote from Daniel Kaluuya's character when he's like, why do black people feel the need to be excellent? Why can't they just be themselves? I mean, that's a heartbreaking quote, but it also feels real. And again, I just love movies where the conversations that they're having are almost as big as the plot itself. Like the conversations and the social issues they're dealing with in their conversations is almost as big as what's going on around them as human beings. The plot is the entertaining part of the movie, but the conversations that they're having between the both of them is the substance of the movie. I mean, there's a part in the movie where they talk about what they want in a partner, and Kalua's character talks about the fact that his next partner is going to end up being his legacy. I mean, that's something that a movie like this usually wouldn't be able to touch on, but because of the fact that it's entertaining, that they're able to have impact impactful conversations around the movie while still being entertaining. I think there's this idea in movies that you can either be socially conscious or be entertaining and you can't be both. Queen and Slim is perfectly both of those things. It's socially conscious about what it's dealing with and the subject matters while also being a fully fun-fledged out film. It's also crazy to think about the fact that these other crazy day-night movies where things happen to the couple usually turn out to be comedies. I mean, look at the recent ones, Date Night with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. That was a full-fledged comedy. And then this year you had The Lovebirds with Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae, and that turned out to be a 100% comedic movie, and it's weird to see a movie like Queen and Slim that's fully dramatic. And it's better than both of those movies combined. Like, there's substance there. It's also fun like those other two movies. Date Night and Lovebirds are fun movies, but Queen and Slim will outlast both of them because there's actual substance to the movie. Those other two movies are basically, what if something insane happens while you're on a date? Queen and Slim is about what are the ramifications socially about what happens on your first date. I mean, it's there's just way more substance to this movie. So while those other two films, Day Night and The Lovebirds, are real fun watches, I think Queen and Slim, again, will be the one that outlasts both of them over time. More people will watch Queen and Slim than they will Lovebirds or Day night. It will be a more memorable film moving forward. Also, movies like Day Night and the Lovebirds are all about the two characters, while Queen and Slim feels bigger than the two characters themselves. Like, they understand what's happening is bigger than the two of them. And there's something interesting about that. Like, by the end of the movie, it's not even about whether or not if Queen and Slim get away with it. The subject matter is bigger than the two characters in the movie. And that's something fascinating. It's one of the biggest reasons why this movie really 
works. I mean, this movie is so fast-paced. It never slows down. It keeps you on your toes. Queen and Slim is a powerful film and is definitely worth a watch. I mean, great performances by Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith. And like I said, even if there have been crazy date night movies before, this film feels 100% original. There has not been a movie like Queen and Slim. It may be a little bit of an uncomfortable subject matter, but it's definitely worth watching. You'll definitely be entertained. Definitely check out Queen and Slim. Daniel Kaluuya is on the rise here. He's one of the best actors working today and gives one of his best performances in this film along with Joni Turner-Smith. And another thing I love about Queen and Slim is you'll never be able to predict the ending. You'll never be able to see it coming. Definitely check out Queen and Slim. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on actor Brad Pitt and the movie Queen and Slim. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actress Haley Steinfeld and the new Charlie Kaufman movie, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, starring Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 